Hello, everyone. I'm Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to a brand new episode of Hi, Jinx, with me, Jinx Monsoon. Today, my guest is the Canada's Drag Race first winner, OG, it's Priyanka. Now, um, if you are a listener of mine, you're probably already familiar with all the wonderful things Priyanka does in her day-to-day life. But in case you're new, she's not only a pop star, she's not only the winner of the first season of Canada's Drag Race, but she is also a host on eTalk, a Canadian entertainment talk show. And she is doing things that drag queens like me as a 15-year-old in Portland never thought possible. And if you're like me, you're going to want to hear all about how we got here in this wonderful, crazy, mixed up time. So buckle up, hunker down, and sink your teeth into some brand new hijinks. M. Oh. M. Mom. Hello everyone, I'm Jinx Monsoon, and this ah, is Hi Jinx, a podcast where I, an internationally tolerated drag superstar, get to interview compelling and fascinating people about how they became who they are and why they do what they do. Today we are joined by artist, actress, and winner of Canada's Drag Race Season 1, that's right, OG, it's Priyanka. Hi, Woo! Priyanka. Hi, Jinx. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm wonderful. I um, what did I what uh, I woke up? I um took three edibles yesterday at the spa. Always a good start. Waking up, I'm um, thankful every day I wake up. And yeah, then you was... took three edibles, huh? No, that was yesterday. So I I took three edibles yesterday. We went to like the Scandinavian spa and it was like super relaxing and amazing. But I was in like a coma, comatose, and I loved it. Uh It was really nice. And I woke up and I have a dog now. So we had to get up and like take her out to go piss and shit. It's just every morning the rotation never ends. Do you have pets? Yeah, but cats take care of themselves. Oh, you have kitty cats. That's your fault. That's my own. That's my dogs. That's yeah. my own trauma. Um, <laughs> so, and now I'm home. And since then, since I, before we turn on this this wonderful recording, my dog's not eating her food. We're like, what do we do? Do you know? And I'm like, no, take away the food. She's a dog. Like she'll end up eating it eventually. Like it's just parenting. You know, I came to really yeah. talk about my, my life as a parent today. So, well, that's compelling. That's- that's not really in my notes, so. <laughs> that wasn't my research package that I was ever sent today. <laughs> Priyanka, of what I followed, um, it sounds like you're doing all right today. <laughs> She's doing okay. I, love, oh, She's... I, asked, I asked how you were doing today, and then I, you said I wake up and I ate three edibles. That was yesterday. We had to start it yesterday to get to how you're doing today, and there's something about a dog in there. Anyway, um... <laughs> Okay, so Canada's Drag Race. Remember that? And you are season one. You know, there can only be one first winner. You know, I was a season five winner and I had to accept that, you know. You had to accept it. And now, but But, now you're a season. Oh, wait. Is it season one of All Stars or is that a season? It's season seven of All Stars, but it's a title that exists um, in a different hallway in this fictitious um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) drag drag museum where all our digital portraits hang, all the winners of All Stars. (laughs) Have you heard Alaska talk about this? When you win All Stars, uh, they stopped doing it though, haven't they? Do they still do it on a regular season? I don't think they do the the picture thing anymore like they used to. (laughs) Oh yeah, I didn't even <laughs> Where they just that. hang a digital picture yes. of the queen in a in a fictitious hallway that doesn't exist. It's like on a stock photo Google I- image, like free background <laughs> images <laughs> with frames. And then there's Alaska's face and Chad Michaels. Um yeah. 
Yeah, the OG. There, there's something about being the first. I'm happy that I'm yeah. the first. Truly. I'm happy you're the first, too. If- I like everything I've seen of you. You know, like, I I, I don't, I, I, I'm one of those people, I haven't seen absolutely everything that exists in the world of drag because I'm also doing drag, so it's hard to also keep up with drag. There's You're a, a lot of girl. drag, you know? There's you, so you many You have the people. same thing. You have the same, um, I'm sure you deal with it yourself. So I haven't seen absolutely everything you've ever done, but absolutely everything I've ever seen I love. You're sexy. You're a loud Ooh. slut. Um, yeah. You make good music. You are funny. Um, you're charming. You're likable. Like, what a great first winner for a bougening franchise. <laughs> wow. Allow yourself bougening. Oh, my, thank you. Bougening. Bougening. Bougelet. How do you pronounce that word? Bo- I don't even know. Bougening. 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 Sure, one of those. I like words. saying Bojanet. Bojanet. It sounds like Joseph. You know, do you know what we're talking about? You know, like Joseph a, a bourgeoning. <laughs> it sounds like a bolognese to me. No, uh, there's a word I'm going for. I'm sure the listeners will put it in the comment section. But I also uh, just want everyone to know that I'm just staring at Jinx with a Red Bull, screaming <laughs> Bojanet, Bojanet, at me. Just so we're clear, I want to really paint the fo- the photo for the listeners today. <laughs> Um, yeah, have we? I, I was just thinking about this this morning. Have we ever met no. in person? This is actually this is how I prefer to meet people now. I like this <laughs> on my podcast. It's actually it's the it's the added element of knowing that someone else, even if it's just one person, might listen to this. It gives it that like heightened element of like let's make this a real good conversation. Yeah. But it's also genuine and authentic. Like I'm meeting you for the first time and I'm a huge admirer of you. So I just kind of get to gush over someone and learn about them. It's it's and also I don't have to leave my hotel room, which is no, a you don't. plus to me for me. Yeah. Well, I, I was just <laughs> where you were. I don't know if you disclosed your lo- 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 location, but last week I was in the UK. And were you in Wales? Absolutely because not. I was not there. That's see, where you're shooting. You can't, you can't, you can't. Yeah, I'm in Wales. You can't just like lump the UK all together. Uh, uh, look you at you spending all that time in the UK. You're just, you're on the UK. You're like, we're not, we're not the same. There's it is parts. part, Wales is part of the UK. But if you, were, if you were in England, you know, we were in different, different, different places. Anyway, different places, what were you doing wow. here in the UK? You, I was, you, you hop back and forth a lot, don't you? All the time. I mean, typically I go there for shows, but this time I was there to interview Priyanka Chopra, Jonas. Yeah, and that's like that's like a life dream coming true for you. And was this for um, your uh, talk show? Entertainment, that you entertainment show, entertainment yeah. Canada. Entertainment Canada. Is that what's called? E talk. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's so crazy. Like I. Obviously, I'm sure you know that I used to be a kids' television host. I mean, I talk yeah. about it. So you already have hosting skills. You already like know what it's like to be like welcoming in the mm-hmm. viewer and having exactly. a conversation with someone here and having uh-huh. a conversation with a hypothetical person in the camera. All of so, it. All of it. Um, it was interesting. <laughs> like I didn't when they, they actually it was DragCon last year where I got the call and they were like, "Hey, like." Because I had a development deal going with with the company Bell Media, who like does a bunch of television shows and stuff. They, the same streaming platform that airs Drag Race here, it's for that platform that they then will sell internationally. Blah 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, like that's what I want to do. I want you know the the like I want to go on to entertaining my own show and stuff. And they were like, well, it would be cool if you, if you're part of our like climate, like you know you're one of the we we throw you on an e talk and, and 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 our viewers that aren't so connected to Drag Race get to know you so that when you do come out with your own show, it's not like, who who is this person? Or mm-hmm. it's just drag mm-hmm. race audiences or whatever. I was weary. I was like, I don't know, because I like had kids TV hosted for like, I don't know, like over a decade. And like when you're a host, you you're the you're the middleman. You're not yeah. like you know, you're not like you're not the main attraction. I hear that. I hear that. So you're kind of like so being on a show like Drag Race and finally like all your big 
celebrity star dreams come true and you're doing all this press where people are interviewing you to for for you, you're like, this is cool. This is everything I ever dreamed of. Mm-hmm. So when they were like, hey, there's this e-talk gig, and I was like, I don't know about this one. I don't know <laughs> if I want to go back and be interviewing people. I don't know if I could even take it that seriously to like read a prompter mm-hmm. and be like, Bad Bunny spotted with Kendall Jenner. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Are those but people's names these those, days? Yeah. As you crawl Bad out of a Bunny. hole. Yeah, as you Bad Bunny, are they related to Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly? Who are all these people? Are they brothers? Um, Aquafina. <laughs> that was related? water back in, when I was a kid. That was a water brand. <laughs> anyway, um, go on, go on. Um, and then I was like, but then it ended up being a thing where I was like, you know what? It's It was the Vivian actually who was like, do everything. You are an entertainer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what form. If you're a contestant on a reality show, if you're singing a song, if you're doing drag, like just entertain people as much as you can. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then I went on to to to, to say yes to it while I'm still developing my own show right now. And it's been so wild. It's been yeah. amazing. Because not only like, like – it's nice to just be in front of a camera doing things that's not in your basement doing a YouTube series or like everything is so <laughs> self-made after you win Drag Race, right? You do everything yeah. yourself. It's kind of nice to have a job where all the cameras are set up for you. You walk into it, you get to entertain, Mama. you get to be yourself. And then you just walk away and then you're home eating snacks on your couch. It's done. Nothing is so nice as when you just show up. Uh, you When you just show up, especially when you just like show up like you rolled out of bed, you took a yep. shower, mm-hmm. you made sure your skin was ready for makeup, and then you uh-huh. just showed. That's what I've got going on right now. Mwah! That's the that mama. That is the dream. You are being asked by this show. Um, to be a correspondent and are being treated like the other correspondents. And I think that's a huge step forward for drag, for the queer community, for representation, Mm -hmm. for all the, for all the people that you represent and all the ways that you inspire your own fan base, like stepping up into this arena is really, really cool. Um, and it's, 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 I feel like, Thank God it's Priyanka. I wouldn't want just anyone like going on TV <laughs> and interviewing people, you know, making us all look bad. But, uh, <laughs> True. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's cool that you're also developing your own stuff. Yeah, it was uh, my drag mom, Ecstasy Love. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking about the Priyanka Chopra thing and, and, and she was like, how was it? And I was telling her all the play-by-play, right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, it is... She's like, I don't know if you see it this way, but it is so beautiful that you basically have this like immortalized clip of Priyanka Chopra saying that she is a fan of you in this climate of what's happening in the world. You just have this big star just being like, I watch your videos. I'm obsessed with you. You're amazing. You're Priyanka too. We're all in this together. Like to have that stuff happening, you know, and. Even I got to interview the cast of Scream 6. I love Scream. (laughs) And... It, it, it's, it was jarring at first kind of being one of the many press people in the room, right? You're one of many. It's like me and then the host at Entertainment Tonight and then the host at like whatever other podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, this is interesting that like I'm the only and probably one of the first drag artists to be sitting in these rooms with all these press people. Because I walked in, everyone's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, where did she come yeah. from? But yeah. <laughs> it is, it is a, it definitely is a step in the right direction. It's wild. It is. It's, I mean, it's a wild, wild time because, I mean, it's so funny because it started happening and I didn't even realize, oh my gosh, it's starting to happen. And we still got a lot of work to do in like our society, our communities at large, in the industry. But I've been complaining for years, like, Uh you know, if you want drag queens to be in media if you want to like market off of the 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 phenomenon of drag queens in mainstream media these days mm-hmm. like get get the drag queens to do it you know i'm 100%. so sick of them creating space for drag queens and then hiring 
you know, non-drag queens to learn drag in a day and then pretend to be a drag queen in their scripted shows and, or whatever, you know, like not, not, or they bring a drag queen on and they don't give her the resources to actually Mm -hmm. sparkle to her fullest, you know? And now I'm seeing in the industry, like all of a sudden, like overnight, Drag queens are being treated like artists and it's a beautiful, beautiful time to be a drag queen in the industry and a scary, terrifying time to be a drag queen in the world. Like, what's that all about? It is like, (laughs) there is like, they they, they said you can't have it all is what they're literally saying. It's, I did um, Glamorous with Kim Cattrall in the fall. Mm -hmm. And then that was my, my first like, experience of of being like oh it's happening for the queens like it is happening yeah. i'm casted like i have a line i get to walk on a stage and perform slash have a moment you know they kept us like in a bunch of different episodes not just one where we're just like we're gonna go to the gay bar and put the drag queen on the stage it was like there's a through storyline and it's i just did a meet me next christmas with a, a christmas movie with christina million and pentatonics just fucking one of these <laughs> once again what like when you're sitting in a Christmas costume and it's like the beginning of April and you're like, how did I get here? And I cannot believe that I'm going to be on this like <laughs> worldwide global movie. Um, same idea. It's like they're they're giving you the, the treatment and, and the respect that a lot of drag artists don't typically get. But what I have learned, if we're going to get like a little political, because like, mm-hmm. hello. Yeah. Hello, hello, Jinx. Oh, hello, uh, world. I'm Jinx Monsoon. Go for it. <laughs> um, is that the brands are so scared to work with drag artists right now. Like, there, like for the last, I would say, like, since I won Drag Race 2020, it was like, I was the face of Soda Stream, and then I was the face of Vizzy Hard Seltzer, and then there was Dove, and then there was Bodacious, mm-hmm. and, then, and then there was Shiseido, and then there was, like, all these things everywhere all at once. It was just, like, back-to-back campaign girl. And for me, you know, these campaigns are not only a great step in the right direction of becoming a household name. But financially, it's incredible because you get to fund the album and fund the music videos and fund the fun YouTube series and buy the sparkly cost. You get it. Like you invest, you invest back that. into the show. Sure, sure, sure. But also, it's important for visibility, for mm-hmm. representation, and so that like we claim our space in the world. Like it's 100%. A, you know, it's about time that spokespeople be queer people and drag queens. And it's about time that like queer people be the face of products and stuff at, at any level, you know, like it's, and I, I just kind of want to, so, and, and you're saying there's less sponsor deals these days. I think of- it seems like right now, top of 2023 because of the Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light stuff, like there, there's a little bit of a cool off. Everyone's like, yeah. Oh, you know, obviously the brands come crawling. What is it? April, end of April now. It's Pride oh, around yeah. the corner. Oh, yeah. Our, our inboxes oh. will be full very soon. It's Pride season. But- the hypocrisy is going to be blatant, but I want to say this right now. Girls, get your coins. Yes, don't your like, money. I mean, like, well, you know, set your own boundaries. If you don't want to work with some of the, like, I don't drink anymore. I'm not expecting any alcohol brands to come knocking on my door to begin with. <laughs> But I would personally not want to work with like the the people who are going to be making a lot of money who didn't say damn shit while we were <laughs> being 100%. legislated against, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's how I feel. But I also feel like everyone needs to survive and if you can work the system in your favor. If you can work the system in your favor, go for it and take the coin bank it and fund your next big project so that you can be your own boss. That's my advice. That's exactly it. I love that. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. (laughs) I also want to say, I love the thing you said about the representation because you took what what, what I said and you you were like, this is great because like people need to see queer people sell things and and be the faces of, of things. Which has happened a lot for me in Canada. I was um, on the Priyanka Chopra interview, a fan. I I talk about Priyanka. I talk to Priyanka Chopra about, like, I basically say, you know, so many, as a South Asian person, Asian, as a South Asian person, (laughs) um, all of a sudden I have an accent. Um, I say um, um, a lot of brown people, like when I was on Drag Race, 
it was like, oh, there's this brown girl. She's the first Indo-Caribbean, you know, everyone finds what the first thing is, right, when you're uh-huh. on that show. And a lot of fans, brown fans, were like, well, she's brown, but how brown is she? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, what's happening? But it's because, like, in this, like, South Asian space, everyone's like, uh-huh. there can only, everyone feels like, like there can only be, like, one successful brown person. Mm. You know, there, there can only be like one, but there's room, for, there's a lane for, as you know, as we mm-hmm. see it, like you and I are existing and have both successful careers as drag art artists and there's no, mm. like, this only, isn't the multiverse of madness. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, baby, can you open the door for Berlin? Uh-huh. My friend just showed up. Um, <laughs> uh, um but it, it, one uh, a YouTuber commented saying, like, can we stop commenting on how, like, brown people have space and all this stuff? Like, we're just norm- like we're just one of the, like, the regular. And I'm like, no, like, the reason why I have to keep talking about this and saying it out loud is because, like, it's not normal to have a brown person of, of, uh, of the, the face of a crime show. Like, it's mm-hmm. usually a white person, you know what I mean? Like, it's not normal. We have to keep saying it for people to know that it's and- a big deal. And anyone who, like, here's the thing. I can only, I can't speak to the experience of being a person of color, but I can speak to being a queer person in America right now. It's like, we were getting Mm -hmm. to the point where people were saying things like, do we have to make it about the fact that this person's queer? Does it have to be special that this person's a drag queen? Does it have to be about, you know, the favorite term that gets thrown back at us is, does it have to? Why are we all so concerned with labels? Like, why right. do we have to <laughs> label ourselves cis and trans and blah blah blah? Because we don't yet live in a utopia. It's that no. simple. Okay. Yeah. So I think queer young queer people, you know, I hope they are taking stock at what's happening right now and seeing that things are not yet guaranteed to us. You know, uh-uh. like the th- like there are queer people being born now who don't know what it was like before there was marriage equality and don't know what it was like before representation. And all I want to say is go back to shows from the early 90s, watch Friends again, watch any of those shows and just see how there is no one. There is no one of color. So yeah, celebrate those moments because goddamn, they're trying to take it away from us. They're trying every goddamn day. Every day. It's getting, I don't know if it's getting worse or if it's getting better but like it's almost like you two things can be numb numb to it it's kind of oh, it becomes it becomes like so like actually scary like you know I i'm wanna... playing like bars in denver and stuff next weekend and it's scary it's like it is scary it's and it you have every right to be scared i want to i i do think there are ways in which certain things are getting better better we were talking about queens getting their flowers in different ways than they have before yep. within the industry I kind of want to get your take on it since we're talking about it. I have a theory. You know, I think I think entertainment, because especially right now after post-COVID, I mean, who were our gurus and our beacons uh, dur- during the dark times? You know, like yep. our entertainers, we saw how much we missed them when like nothing could happen. And so I think... I'm just thinking specifically, like, there has been this, like, fight going on between Disney and the state of Florida. And I'm thinking about how it wasn't so long ago that I think Disney did try to to, uh, try to ride the fence. Like, we're going to be family friendly, but we're also going to be progressive and Mm -hmm. we're also going to make multicultural stories and and representation. And they were getting so much pushback back and forth, you know, when they would make a mistake because they were trying to appeal to everyone. And then it came to a point where Disney had to make a choice. Are you going to be for the conservative people who want you to stop this progressive trajectory you're on are you going to be for the people that you're trying to represent in your work and they decided they were going to be for the people because they have all the power because they're fucking disney disney Mm -hmm. and now they've gone full throttle 
everything Disney has a queer character. Multicultural casting, multicultural characters. I'm not claiming that they're perfect. They're still a giant corporation. Of course. But whatever, they have made a choice. And I think it is when Disney made that choice, it sent a ripple. And now a lot of people have to make a fucking choice, you know? Oh, 100%. And I also think that, like, when these, like, queer characters or, you know, people of color are, like, becoming the leads or or being mentioned in all these, like, major, major, like, franchise, even, like, like the Disney stuff. And then also, like, in Scream was, like, the first queer kiss in all the franchises ever all because mm-hmm. it was the actress's idea to be like, I think that I should have this kiss with this girl because like we are like touching each other and flirting the whole movie, but there's no payoff. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, they make out and then she gets thrown, th- th- thrown out the window and she dies. But <laughs> it's, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful scene because there is that like, as you know, a queer person watching that scene go down, I was in the theater and I was like, Oh my God, like, Scream right right now is top of the box office and and it is like breaking records and 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 everyone everyone is watching it and everyone is seeing this kiss. So this normalizes it? Is is it does it send the the ripple effect through or or do the you know the conservative people just close their eyes to at, at that part? No. Like what happens? Do you know what it is is that is why the conservatives are Throwing everything they fucking have at us because it uh, is getting normalized. And this is what happens and always will happen. You know, as long as they are given like a legal way to do it, what they're doing, it'll always happen that as progress happens, there is, you know, there is the the fear mongering and, and it's not just for queer people. It's been every marginalized group in America, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can't speak to how it goes in Canada, but like, you know, um, there's just constantly like, I mean, Roe v. Wade was overturned, right? Mm -hmm. Like women are experiencing, uh, like we love women, right? We love, we, we love, love women. women. Yes. And, and, and they can't stand it. So what do they do? They find a way to overturn Roe v. Wade, you know, yeah. because our freedom scares the people who capitalize off of us not having that freedom. You know, right. if there is a n- way to sell normal to people, you know, it's and just... then if there's a way to scare people with the abnormal, then there's a way to like keep them thinking in the way that makes them vote for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true. That's true. It all comes down to that, doesn't it? To like Exactly. Because it's all it's all like a money m- machine, and it's like kind of culty too when you think about it. Oh, oh my god, all of it. It's it's and it's so disheartening. But and then at the same time, there's beautiful things happening in the world, and there's beautiful moments. So many queens on television. So you know, <laughs> how do you wake up each day, <laughs> scream into the void, and say? Fuck it, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah, there's like sounds like with three edibles, huh? Because I'm three edibles. Two, I'm a two edible girl, but I'll tell you a secret: they're each a hundred <laughs> milligrams. No way! What? <laughs> my tolerance is so high. Oh my gosh, I don't want to get into it because I'll probably start sounding like one of those nut jobs who like puts urine in her eyeballs. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like, but like, I just have a very high tolerance right now. I think it's that. My medication and my um, my edibles all even out in my system. Your, your, to just, your cocktail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but your mix I'm, of things. I'm having a fucking blast. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I love it. Do you? I can like, see everything that's wrong with the world, and I'm still able to do my job every day. Thanks, thanks therapy and witchcraft. I have to like, yeah, it's, it's, it's therapy. It's also like, do you ever because we're in su- such a cycle of like work on your own projects or shoot this show or do this and do that. Like we're aware of all the shit that's going on. But then it's like, I have to remind myself sometimes that like what we're doing is either like a protest or we're always risking our lives or like, it's like a, there's like a, we're not here. We're all heroes in our own way, but Mm -hmm. there is right now looking back at all the things that, you know, I've done and you've done and all the other Queens have done. It's like, Holy shit, like the odds were are 
are truly against us. And, and we keep we keep on keeping through supportive and people. It, it is an act of protest to to unapologetically. That's what I really loved about Simone's trajectory on her season of Drag So Race, good. Was just every step of the way. It wasn't just about representing aspects of her community or aspects of herself that she wanted to share with the world. But she kept saying, and I'm doing this unapologetically, you know, like, mm -hmm. if you think this is too much, if you think this is, and people did, even after she said that, people still kept coming for her style, yeah. her forms of expression, the way she decided to wear her crown, you know, like, I mean that figuratively and literally. Yeah. People wanted to critique her for the way that she chose to reign. And she said from the beginning, I'm not going to apologize for the way that I do things. And that's yeah. the attitude we have to have. I'm not going to apologize for existing because no one should be asked to apologize for existing. Mm -mm. My God. And no, no one should be made to feel like they have anything Thing to apologize for just by existing, my God. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if you heard my hard um, pivot, but uh, you make music, Priyanka, and you I make love, damn good music. <laughs> thank you. I love making pop pop hits. What what a lifelong dream of mine that has now become my main focus. Like it's it's wild to me that like now I'm at a place where like all my weekly and strategy meetings with my ma management is all music focused. It yeah. used to be like how are we going to capitalize off Drag Race? Okay, you were on Drag Race, you won, you're reigning. Let's go do these club shows. Let's get on these Drag Race cast tours. Let, let's like yeah. Drag Race, Drag Race, Drag Race, which I fucking love Drag Race and being a part yeah. of it is like what an honor. But it's so cool now. Um, we just heard that my first, so my my single, uh, Bad Bitches Don't Cry, comes out end of April. It might be out already when this podcast is up. And it's, we got a, uh, an email on, fr fr what day is it, Sunday? On Friday from Spotify saying that it's going to be on a billboard sponsored by Spotify. And, and that is like, to, for a, as a, like, that's like, it's one of those musician things that happen. It's like, it's like, it's not about drag race. It's not about being a drag queen. It's about my song getting placement with this one of the biggest Spotify, I, you know, with Spotify, the biggest streaming platform. It's happening. I just love that. You know, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. And then second of all, yes. I mean, like, you should be respected for your music. And I mean, like, you're a drag queen and a musician. You're not a drag queen musician. You're a drag uh -uh. queen and you're a musician and you're an actress and you're a TV personality and host and you're a queer person. All of these things can be true. I think, you know what's so funny to me is that what other entertainer is expected, <laughs> is expected or even given a chance to do all the different things at a high level. You it's know, so like rare. it's so you rare. know, like there are some who buy their ways from one career into another or use their clout or whatever. And sometimes it's a huge success because they know what they want to give to the world. And it's, you know, they're, they're known as an actor and they're like, but I also want to make coffee or whatever. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> but with drag queens, it's like this week you're an actor and you're a legitimate actor on a TV show. And mm -hmm. next week you're working on a single that's going to actually be treated like a music single, like a pop single by Spotify. And then the next week you're going to present an award on TV or something. 100%. And then the next week mm -hmm. you're going to be at a college speaking to young queer <laughs> people about the future. Like, um, you know what it is, is drag queens are doing the job that entertainers in the 1950s and 40s. Yes, 30s actually, had to do. You had to do it all. You had, you to, had do to do, it, do all. it all. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Do you know? Like it's yeah. such a nice thing to be able to do it, it it all. I mean, I'm certain that that there is going to become an era of our lives where we're just the actors for six months and then we're just, you know, yeah. because of time and scheduling and stuff. But there's still this like 
And I don't know where it comes from because a lot of drag entertainers are like that, where it's like multimedia at all times. It's like, <laughs> you know, you look at something like Trixie, she's like playing her music at a music festival while her YouTube channel is also thriving, while also yeah. her makeup brand is also well, thriving. Well, you know what's so funny is it's what Rue taught us to do. It's yeah. what Rue did. Yeah. Uh, it's what Rue did. And then Rue created, you know, and it took time. And it didn't happen without lots of chipping away at it. Mm-hmm. But Rue created a reality TV show to create space and to create queens capable of doing what she did in her career. And that's pretty damn cool. There's so much payoff. Like, look at all. Look at all of us. <laughs> yeah. So your new single um, is coming out, and in you must like making music because you keep doing it. And as I Just said, keep you make, doing, you keep make good music. Um, <laughs> uh, so, how has you? How has Priyanka, the drag performer, changed? now that you've um, taken this direction into music? Like, would you consider yourself um, more of a musician these days? Like, are you doing a lot less lip syncing? Mm. Are you doing a lot less like of the good old, good old drag standbys? Good old. What's a Priyanka show like these days and how is it different from the before times? Yeah, I mean, the before times was like, when, when you're known for a lip sync on your season, you just keep yeah. doing it over and over again. But it, for me, I always love it. Even if I can still sl- sl- slip in a lip sync number, it's always <laughs> something. It's like my Celine Dion lip sync or, you know, my like Rue some You Wear It Well or something. You always find a little sprinkle because like, you know, it's like when Beyonce does Crazy in Love. You want to see her do it. That, that's her hit. <laughs> Give us the hits. Give us the hits. <laughs> so right now it's like it's I'm doing these like long form 45 minute minutes to an hour shows where it's like just all singing and it's all dancers and sometimes there's a band and it's just a full pop concert with dance breaks and banters and 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 covers and you know, it's it's it, it took a turn very quickly. I signed to a music management and they were basically like, Bobby, my manager, he's so fun. And he was like, if you want to be taken seriously as a musician, it's time that you start singing live. So last year. <laughs> Imagine. I was like, what? <laughs> live singing? What the hell? Because uh-huh. you work with, because there's there's producers that I've worked with in the past that are very just like singing to the mic. We're, we'll, we'll tune it after. But I was so like such a stickler on like, what's the right note? I want to sing it yeah. right. I want to, you know, I want to learn the, the tools to be a better singer. And nowadays it's that. It's like the video intro and then you come out and you have your costume on. There's four dancers and all of a sudden you're fucking Beyonce. And then, and then you're just, it's, it's, it's incredible. There are some times where I'm, I'm still doing like the gay bar thing and, and, and it's like they, they hire you for two songs and you go and you know and yeah. you talk on the stage and you lip sync. But I like those songs too. I, and I, I like those gigs too, sorry, because like there's something still special about it. I mean, for me as a performer, sometimes I feel a little bit empty when I do those because like I like singing. Singing, singing is the fun, the fun yeah. thing to do. Um, and when you're lip syncing, you're like, this is like a vacation. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> You know what I think it is? And it's another thing that's unique to drag queens as entertainers. But we work at many different levels. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, we have worked in the gay bars and the dive bars. And we still do. And we do these gigs where it's like, you know, it's like... And what I kind of like about that is it provides a lot of different access points for especially for our queer community mm-hmm. to see us in different ways. And yeah, like, you you know, if you are becoming more busy with your music or these things that really like, um, you know, energize you and, and you, you know, with bigger projects, sometimes you have less time for those bar gigs. But if you every once in a while get it's to fun. do them, uh-huh. it's so fun because then it's like, here's my chance to say directly to my fan base, like, hey, thanks for thanks Everything. for making me something people want to hire. And there's nothing, like, there's nothing like going into the dressing room and there's just like a gaggle of queens there. And oh my God. they're all talking That's- about their local drama and this queen and that queen. The pageant was yesterday and... And all, all have, I do when oh, I go out, 
All I do when I go out, I only want to go out to a place with a drag with a drag show and a dressing room. Same. Because if my friends want to go out to dance, I'm like, okay, they can go dance and I'll go hang out with the moms in the dressing room while the yeah. kids party and dance and then I'll make sure everyone gets home safe. That's the only place I want to be is the dressing room. I'm so over the bar and the dance floor. Get me to the dressing room where I can cackle with the queens. Yup. And that's all I want. You learn so much and like I just love it. I love that in, in so many cities and towns there's just like this thriving drag community that like in their community it's all they care about. They want to keep putting on these shows. They're, they're, you know, do you like my new costume? Do you like my new wig? Like everything is, it's, it's like as important as it is to when you and I are doing something and we're, we're worried about our outfit and, and our wigs. And there, it's, it's so cool that like that is you're kind of witnessing their art and what's hundred percent most important to them, while they're also excited to meet the drag race girl because they've watched us and and they're they want to show us all their. It's like show and tell, right? Well, because you know what's so funny is drag is universal. Mm -hmm. The language of drag is universal. If you're a queen in one place, you know how to carry on a conversation. It's actually what I was saying today. My assistant said, you're going to have Priyanka on your podcast. Have you ever even met Priyanka? I'm like, no. (laughs) And that's the case for a lot of the girls I have on here. And I love it because... We have a universal language. I don't need to have met you for this to be a good conversation. 100% no. And I don't need to put the subtitles on when I'm watching Drag Race Thailand because I can tell when a bitch is mad at another bitch because she she sabotaged her runway. (laughs) Oh, my God. I absolutely adore you. Um, where can everyone uh, plug away? Plug away, girl. Plugging. Where can everyone Here's find you? Everyone. I'm sure anyone. I'm sure anyone who is already a fan of me is a fan of you. If not, uh, hang your head in shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you feel very bad yes. for yourself. Right now, I want you all to go to your social medias and double check that you are following Priyanka. Priyanka, where do they follow you? You follow me on Instagram at the Queen Priyanka. You follow me on TikTok at the Queen Priyanka. You can find me on Twitter with no blue check mark right now because of Elon Musk at the Queen Pri. You can also, I got music videos coming out this year. And this year for the cinematic universe, we are doing something called Preflix, which is basically all of my videos are linked to a fake streaming system called Preflix, where each music video is going to have its own movie treatment. Last year, I like strung all the videos together as one big storyline. This year, we're doing interstitials where each video is its own movie theme. So it's going to be fucking amazing, and I'm so excited. So everyone go subscribe to that. Stream the video, stream the music. Um... And come and see remind me at, us of at, at your single. Remind us of your single that's coming out. Oh yeah, out. the single "Bad Bitches Don't Cry" is out. It's probably out now. I feel like if when does this come out? When does the podcast come out? It when is out now. It's, it's out. out now. Oh my god, it's out now. <laughs> everyone, go listen to it. Jinx has it on repeat on the Doctor Who set. So everyone in the UK, yeah. is, everyone in Wales is obsessed right now. So yeah, Shooty was saying, could you please turn that up? <laughs> But anyways, it's amazing. James, it's uh, you're you're um I'm just very proud of you, my queen. I think about you. I think about you. I think about you're not done. I was just giving you a chance to plug before I I I just want to tell you about the red dress on the on the drag race finale, and then you were singing with the band, and my friend came over to me and said, I love that this bitch showed up and said, I will only show up if I have the band. And I was like, <laughs> I, and obviously, I don't know if that's how it happened, but I love the idea of you agreeing to the performance saying, I'll do it as long as I get the fucking band, baby, because that's what I am. I'm a fucking entertainer and I got all the bells and whistles that I need. I loved it. I just love that everyone had dancers and it was all like, it was all like kitty cat cat a coo. And then you pan over to Jinx Monsoon in this fucking gown with a band. Like, are you kidding? Are you well, joking? I love that everyone loved the live band because, you know, it wasn't actually, I got to say, it wasn't that hard to fight for. I I was so ready for them to say, nah, we can't have a live band, Jinx. And I was like, what I did was I very clearly stated my reasons for why a live band was necessary. And you know what? They listened. And I got to give them credit for that because it was, I think everything about it was 
perfect. The whole, the whole evening felt really elevated. And I really feel like, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm kissing anyone's ass, but I really feel like um, everyone at Drag Race knew that we needed to go really, really big this year. And I, I think, agree. and even though it was the longest fucking filming I've never, I've ever <laughs> been to, it was really special and never felt tedious or like a chore because we needed that. Like we really needed to all be together and celebrate. And I'm really, really happy to have been a part of that. So do you get to, do you get to feel, do you get to feel and, 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 and I have in the feelings. moment these days? Do you have feelings? Yeah. Do you get to like really take feelings. it in? I actually, I think I'm taking it in more than ever before. I find myself, I don't know what's changed maybe because I just feel really, really happy and grateful right now mm -hmm. but I'm on my phone less I'm I'm like I'm in a good mood more um like I said I'm eating 200 mil milligrams of weed every say. morning but besides I mean like that helps that helps yeah, that me enjoy help. things but like honestly I think I think because I'm scared and because it's scary I'm really appreciating those moments of like, look at us drag queens and queer people and beautiful trans people. Mm -hmm. When we get these moments of community, it's just like, it feels so important right now. And I feel so empowered by it. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's two sides of life and there's always going to be the up and the down and the good and the bad, but shit. Doesn't Shit. make it any easier <laughs> when there's Shit. the down. But I want to say, Priyanka, I got some Jinx. compulsory questions for you. I ask every guest these <gasps> questions and it. you can answer them however you feel. Question the first. Who is your celebrity crush today? Oh, you. Wow! I'm going to say you. It's easy. You know, I'm not just saying this because you're my guest today. You're damn sexy Priyanka. Ooh, thank you. Jessie. I was actually nervous because, you know, we're both such vocal sluts. I've always kind of been nervous to meet you. Yeah. Um, I was, I was prepared when I got the call for all stars, all winners, I was prepared for you to be there. <gasps> and I was prepared for there to be sexual a love story. Sexual tension, yes. a love story. <laughs> sexual tension. Yeah. It would have taken over the whole season. They had to keep us apart. It's like they knew the drag they race knew. stars knew. They knew they it, it was too powerful for television. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> we would have got the whole project <laughs> shut down. Anyway, Priyanka, yes, you're absolutely my celebrity crush. Next Ooh. question. Um, are you spiritual? Ooh, actually, yesterday when I was high on my ed edible, I did stare at the moon and manifest something. So I would say y y yes. That's all I need to know. That sounds exactly, you're yeah. in the right company. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what came over me, but I was looking at the moon being like, everything will be okay and you will achieve what you have to achieve. Don't don't panic, little child. That's what I told myself. That's what you said to yourself? Yeah. I, you know what? Um, my best friend, Kenny, uh, is always Hello, saying, Kenny. I need to speak to myself in a kinder voice. Cause, yes. Because you know how I talk to myself? <laughs> it's, you better get up and count your fucking blessings, you little spoiled little bitch. You ungrateful bitch. <laughs> you don't know how hard I work for you because I'm also me in this. I'm like, it's like I'm talking to, you don't know how much I sacrificed so that you could get, I like talk to myself as the abusive mother That's and the Cinderella. I'm the evil stepmom and the Cinderella in my head. Anyway. Um. <laughs> I fucking love that. I mean, it, it sounds like it's working for you, so maybe I should take a page out of that book. Uh, I don't know. Listen, it's about finding the balance. The third question, third and final question. Third what final. is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, my God. Okay, can I tell you a secret? Yeah, go for it. Karaoke scares the shit out of me. Really? Yeah. So I've, I've, heard, never... I've, heard, I've heard singers say they hate karaoke. It's karaoke. <laughs> Um, but I haven't heard. It scares you. Why does it scare you? Because the key is always wrong. The key is always go. wrong. That's 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 very for me. fair. That's What's very your go-to karaoke song? My well, okay, you can answer the question even if the key's wrong. Okay, so if I had to choose, uh, it would be like "Say My Name" by Destiny's Child. I love that song. Okay. Duh. Everybody Duh. sleep, sleep, sleep. That's that one, right? No, no, no. 
No, that's no, um, that's. I really need somebody. Tell me, I'm that's Aaliyah. <laughs> that's Aaliyah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I tried. I tried pop music. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, pop it music. It didn't take. It didn't take. Uh, <laughs> um, Priyanka, I adore you. If we ever get to meet in physical space, but you were at the filming, or did I? Am I Nelson Mandela memorying that you weren't at? You were at the that finale is, filming. Weren't that's you? a man. That's a Mandela effect of yours. <laughs> um, I I I think that we brushed shoulder. I think like in the winners because you all did the winners walk Drag at DragCon. Were you at DragCon US LA? When you, you were at the back of the line and I was at the front of the line with Raja, <laughs> so there was space between us. So we have been in. We've bre- We've we've been we've in the same the same space. air, okay. but we have never ever locked eyes and stared longingly into each other until now. This is it. Uh-huh. And now there's record of it, which is great. This is what the fans need. This is now. Now this is going to be Priyanka Jinx fan fiction, and shit's going to get freaky. Oh, don't get me started on the fan fiction. I thought it would be fun to read it. Ooh, no, no. It's, it's either it's either horrifying or boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like can we get some better and, writers on the fan fiction, please? Well, what I need to say is the fans don't really they don't capture me right in the fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what? What is your? We just just before we go, I feel like we're. we're I don't want to go, open this can of worms, but yeah, I what, just need what, to what, know you your, your, your your just just I just need to know what like your character descriptor would be for the fan fiction, just so that the fans have something to go off of, just so they get you right for the next the, the next <sighs> chapter. I don't know. I think I mean, anytime they write about me being the top in the situation, you've already gotten it wrong, because even if I'm gonna top. I'm not the top in the situation. I'm a bossy yeah, bottom. Like, I'm the very mm-hmm. bossy. I'm a bottom who knows what she wants and deserves. And I think that that's important. I think all bottoms <laughs> should be like that. <clears throat> I don't think it's about just laying there and taking it. I think it's about, I think it's about calling the shots, reclaiming I, your time. Yeah. Recla- Tops have it easy. Tops have it easy. <laughs> reclaiming the bottom. There's nothing wrong with being a bottom. I people. can't think of a better way to sign out. Priyanka, thank you so much. Um, I uh I'm gonna send you, I'm not kidding. I'm gonna um Instagram you my phone number right after yes. this in case you yes. don't already have it. Because we should be texting friends. Um until <laughs> until then, have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you so much for doing my podcast. Of course. Proud of you. Love you. You're the best. T-T-Y-L, Proud of you. Baby. Love you. You're the best. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Bye, Jinx. Get it? Because hi, Jinx. Bye, Jinx. I got it. I got yeah. it. And thank you all so much for listening to Hi, Jinx here on the Forever Dog and Moguls of Media Network. My name is Jinx Monsoon, and we have new episodes every Wednesday. So be sure to search for Hi, Jinx on your favorite podcast app and hit subscribe. I'm Jinx Monsoon, and I'll see you next Wednesday for some more Hi, Jinx. Oh. Mom! To listen to Hi Jinx one day early and ad free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Hi Jinx is produced by Moguls of Media, aka Mom, hosted by me, Jinx Monsoon, and produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio.